All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. This is my podcast about writing and directing inspiring stories. I'm actually pretty stoked because we're shifting gears slightly into the area of music and writing of music. And I'm sure a lot of people listening have either dabbled with or imagined what it would be like to write music. We want to get into this subject of how do you write from a place of inspiration? Of course, this doesn't just apply to music. This applies to any story you're writing. It also applies to the story that you might be writing in your daily life, which I've been talking about how creativity in the arts is very much not simply like creativity is not simply for the arts. Creativity is for every walk, every part of your life. It's for how do you solve problems within your family, your community? Um, how do you create a story that's worth telling in your daily life? Maybe that's at the workplace. Maybe that's wh wherever you find yourself right now. What story are you writing? And can you write that story from a place of inspiration? That's kind of the question we're digging into. So I'm going to get into that from the standpoint of a couple of musicians. I'm super stoked to have Des Larson and Lonnie Eagleton. Welcome, guys. And Good to see you. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, it's great to have you guys. And why don't we start with you, Lonnie? Give us a bit of a brief of who you are, where you're at right now, and kind of what you're up to creatively. Sure thing. So, yeah, basically, you know, I always categorize myself as a musician and under that umbrella falls a number of hats um, one of the things that primarily has been the focus on my career is touring touring with artists you know getting hired by an artist to be in their backing band that kind of thing going on tour with them playing shows and that's actually how I met Des so Des was doing some shows around Vancouver some shows around Western Canada and he hired me to be his guitarist so that's how we met a few years back uh, from there, it kind of escalated into me doing some production for Desmond. So he was going to the studio, working on some new tracks. Him and I, you know, we kind of hit it off from playing shows on the road. And he was like, hey, do you want to produce my music? Do you want to be the, you know, recording engineer that's kind of going to, you know, lead the project in terms of, uh, uh, you know, recording vocals, recording electric guitars, programming drums, all that stuff. And over the past couple years, particularly through the COVID pandemic, uh, we've been working on tracks, working on music and releasing it on Spotify, YouTube, and pretty much any platform that music is released on. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great ride. It's been great working with Des and I look forward to everything else we got coming. Awesome. So before we get more into that and kind of where your inspiration comes from, let's just get Des here. Um, Des, let us know kind of what you're up to right now, where you're based and what kind of stories are you telling? Yes, um, I'm based out of the Comox Valley on Vancouver Island as of recently. And my music comes from uh, a church upbringing, actually. I grew up in a church that um, was out of Richmond, BC, Henry Hinn Ministries. And I really loved the, the piano player in the church and always thought I'd be a musician one day because everyone joked that he was my spiritual music father, you know. And uh, it's great to explore that um, because I feel like I'm going back to my roots as of recently. And exploring this new good news music sound, I'm going to start leaning into it with Lonnie. We worked on a song together called Built My House Upon the Rock. And I, like Monty said, I'm a touring musician and, and also a recording artist. And I think to really dive at home is context, like context of where you come from. 
seems to come, seems to link up with our inspiration as artists. And maybe together, all three of us can get some context of where we're at and how we can possibly inspire the people watching. Yeah, and that that's really the reason that this particular podcast is on this subject is like, I truly believe that unless a story, and let's zone in a little bit to the creative arts now. I know I often talk about creativity within the context of life and the framework of life, but let's talk about it within the framework of music and film. If something is not inspired or inspiring, I don't think it has a reason or a purpose to be to be listened to, to be tuned into. Now, a lot of the people might be like, man, well, why is, you know, Jurassic Park the most best-selling film this weekend or whatever? But it's like, to a degree, the original version of that idea had a lot of inspiration. Like, you think about someone imagining, like, Michael Crichton writing that story. I don't know why I'm talking about Michael Crichton right now, but it's like, he wrote that story and there was something about the premise of dinosaurs walking with human beings at the same time on the earth that just like got people to go to the movie theater, you know? So there's something inspired in the concept of that idea, even though it's just like an action adventure, like people getting eaten by dinosaurs, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that inspiration, even in the fun and the adventurous stories is kind of the root of it. And so then on our end at Unveil Studios, and for those that might be tuning in from Unveil TV, we actually have the slogan, watch what inspires you. And this is the whole concept that we're coming from as the Kuman brothers is like, there's got to be inspiration. And we want to encourage inspiration in the stories that are told. It doesn't mean that every single story is like the most inspiring thing you've ever seen, because that would be a tough bill to live up to. But what is your guys angle on why? Why are we drawn to inspiring stories to begin with? And why are we drawn to inspiring lyrics and why are we drawn to this concept of inspiration do you think as humanity uh if i could chime in uh lonnie and then you can add on to this uh sure. lonnie and i worked on a song called black gold together and the whole concept of the song really zeroed in on this vision i had i was thinking about a music video as i was, as I was writing the song black gold it's a song about the overall feel and inspiration of Jimi Hendrix and how there's a story there. And as we all know, Jimi Hendrix, he, did, he comes from an origins story of being a child, listening to the music that inspired him of his day, leaving the comforts of his home and becoming the Hendrix we know. And unfortunately, in the room 507, 1245, Notting Hill, we lost one of the greatest music legends. In this vision I had, I saw Notting Hill in my imagination, uh, a street light with dancing leaves and um, the cobblestone turning to gold. And it's, uh, you know, 11 o'clock p.m. The time's ticking down. I'm walking down a black hallway. At the end of the hallway is this door, purple door that says 507. Oh, no. 12 o'clock. Tick tock, tick tock. A light's flickering, and, you, and you, you see right down to that moment, 1245, boom, this light shoots from under the door and through the keyhole. And that really intrigued me, and I I'd still love to explore that as a, as a music video for this song. It was just released, Black Gold, and it took me back to his childhood 
that same that door and uh the the guitar that this song was written and recorded on was made from the salvage floorboards of Jimi Hendrix's family home. So you can start to see where this inspiration is coming from. <laughs> and it's a joy guitar, thanks, uh, courtesy of Ruben uh, Forsland here on Vancouver Island. And yeah, he salvaged the, the floorboards of this guitar of this house that Jimi Hendrix grew up in. I spent two days of isolation in co during COVID, writing with this guitar, and imagining these things and these word pictures and it was sometimes it's not it, the inspiration doesn't come so like snappy but sometimes it does sometimes you get these these absolute majestic images you know <laughs> and Lonnie's so losing that Lonnie's computer fell off the shelf <laughs> <laughs> and so uh and so uh, a call, a call, a, a call to action happened. And uh, I remember asking Lonnie if he'd be interested in this project. And Lonnie said, I'm the biggest Hendrix fan ever. I'd love to do this. So I'd love to hear Lonnie's, Lonnie's take on this whole project, Black Gold and Purple Sun, two song EP, a key to a new experience. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, Des, you and I are both um, very influenced by music of the 70s, 60s and 70s. Um, you know, we we've talked about it before. We really love that time period. It's just such a such an honest moment for music. It was a it was an era of music where people were really just writing what they wanted to, not really trying to conform into you know pop formulas, right? Nowadays, when people are writing to be a, a successful radio hit, they're kind of trying to really fit into a formula, you know. Whereas back then, it was just kind of writing what feels best, and. Uh, I really feel like that's an era that Des and I draw a lot of inspiration from. So coming up with these recent songs for what we've been doing, we're really trying to tap into that mindset that people might have been, uh, you know, experiencing back then in the 60s and 70s. And particularly when the opportunity came up to write with these guitars that were built from the wood salvaged from Jimi Hendrix's childhood home, it was a perfect opportunity to do that. And uh, the, the two songs that we've released so far in that vein are Black Gold being number one and Purple Sun being the second. And, you know, I feel like they really do represent that era very well with, with a modern twist, of course. So, yeah. So, for those listening, you're going to, you guys are going to really need to check out both Des and Lonnie's work. And obviously, they're, they're um, co laboring together on this recent EP and this recent stuff is amazing. But, the thing that you guys are touching on, and I think the audience may be picking up on this undercurrent, is that inspiration comes from somewhere, for one, but it's also, it can be, I don't know if channeled is the right word, but it can be sort of taken from an existing source of inspiration and then sort of recreated. And I think that a lot of people, I, and there's this line in this series we did recently called Breath of Life, where a creative artist, Mindy Oten, she's a painter, Sometimes her line from the series was a missing piece of creativity is that sometimes you're just taking something that was created and you're riffing off of it. Like you're taking it and spinning it into something brand new. And it's actually like some of the auteurs of filmmaking will actually say like to borrow from the masters is the ultimate form of flattery. Like they they will even borderline plagiarized it. Like if you're an audience viewing Inception and you look at the way that 
they do a side-by-side storyboard of a famous Japanese filmmaker's anime and Christopher Nolan's work in Inception, you'd be like shocked how it's borrowed frame for frame in certain parts of the story. And you take something like The Matrix, which that's a whole other conversation. Maybe they did steal it from the famous playwright. (laughs) There's these different people that are taking and borrowing and then spinning it into something new. And it's intriguing because when people do that, sometimes there's this underpinning of inspiration built into it that you might not even know. Like it's like a subconscious response. You don't even know that that's the reason you're so drawn to it. Like, is it possible that as you're playing on the floorboards of Jimi Hendrix, you know what I mean? Like you're playing the guitar built from the floorboards of his house. Is it possible that there's an intangible inspiration in the guitar string? You know what I mean? Like, I believe that you're pulling off of something that's inspired and now you're writing and producing that song from a place of inspiration. Did you feel that at all? Absolutely. And this studio where I spent two days with this guitar recording the guitar, uh, it was in the the trees. It was, it was a studio hung in the trees. And I'm looking out the window and there's a deer with this, with this young deer beside it, a fawn. And there's the ocean right down through it and rugged coastline of British Columbia. I, I, it, all these things start to add to the context of it. And that's, you cannot not pull inspiration from the places we live, but definitely British Columbia. And Lonnie's from Vancouver and we grew up next to the ocean. and we. Um, so our spin on it does have a, Lonnie mentioned a modern twist, but it also has a fundamental West Coast inspiration. Awesome. If you feel that. Yeah, for sure. And you know, the West Coast, the Pacific Northwest especially, one of the most beautiful parts of the world, right? It's hard to not just draw inspiration from, I don't know, I, I look outside my window here, I got like a view of the mountains and it's like, man, that inspires me. Uh, the, the, maybe the food I eat for breakfast inspires me, something as silly as that. So when you're playing a guitar that was built from uh, Jimi Hendrix's childhood home, it's pretty hard to not be inspired by that, I think. You know, I, I heard this quote uh, from somebody, uh, it, it, and it was, I forget who the quote was even, but when you're playing a gig that night, you play about what happened to you that day, that's what the person said. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting, you know. Uh, every every activity you go through in a day, eating breakfast, uh, I don't know, answering emails, calling your grandma, whatever <laughs> whatever it is, right? All of that stuff accumulates into how you feel, whatever mood you're in at a given time, when you pick up that guitar, when you pick up that uh, saxophone, whatever your instrument is, and then you, you play about that, you play about how you're feeling. Uh, I think the topic of inspiration particularly towards music is such a such a fascinating thing and you know millions of people play music out there every one of them will give you a different answer but probably every one of them will have a lot of similarities within that answer as well mm-hmm. yeah I have one no, thing to absolutely. add here yeah um have you ever heard of a light motif l-e-i-t motif i i don't think i have no no <laughs> da 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 Da, da, da. The heroes, the hero song, or when Luke Skywalker is looking out at the two moons or the mm-hmm. two suns setting, you know, da, 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 da. yeah, 
it's the motif that sends you on your journey. And for this song in particular, and Purple Sun, but I'm, this song I'm speaking of is uh, Black Gold. That light motif was, well, da da da, da da da. To me, that's Jimi Hendrix leaving his childhood home to pursue mm -hmm. a dream with a guitar in his hand, walking off into the sunset. So our leitmotif was something based off of that. And we built upon that little melody and expanded on it. And there's something about that leitmotif because it intrigues you and it comes back again. Because next thing you know, he's opening up, Jimi Hendrix is opening up the next door and it's a helicopter door and he jump, he's jumping out of it in Vietnam, you know, that kind of sound, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And it all, but it seems like the hero's journey is somehow a part of us. Is there anything you could add to that? Daniel? Well, here's the thing. It's a perfect transition to the next part of the conversation. And let's pull off of what you just shared is like, what is the leitmotif of your life, right? Because if you can figure that out, then you can become Indiana Jones on the great adventure, right? You can become sort of that key, that key theme of a movie where you're like, okay, now that you know, now that Darth Vader's coming off the ship, like, I know this is going to get real, you know, like, what is the leitmotif of each of our lives? Because that's ultimately what this, this podcast is about is we want the watchers, the listeners to actually just like pack a little bit of inspiration into their daily walk, right? Because if you can, if you could figure out, is it, you could say light motif, L-E-I-T, is that what it was? Yeah. So if, if you could figure out what is the, it's almost like the um, secret sauce of your motivation in, in your character in life, right? It's like when when that theme comes on, you know, like you're walking the walk, right? And and it's like you wait for that. I mean, you wait for the Pirates of the Caribbean theme to come in because you know it's going to be when Jack Sparrow like kills the bad guy, you know? <laughs> like it's it's the moment where everybody comes to the edge of their seat. And I think that we're actually... We're actually called, if you will, to have that theme in our life. And I, I want those that are listening to, to really grab hold of this idea of like inspiration in your daily life. Because if I really liked what Lonnie, what you said too about, it's like, what, what are you pulling from today that will actually serve your viewing audience? You know, like what, what can you bring? Because in a way, and I think you guys can relate to this, those in the creative arts, we are quite familiar, whether consciously or not, with the idea of giving and receiving. Like we have to give something that the audience will actually grab and take hold of. And whether it's pure inspiration and they're like, man, that impacted me. Or whether it's just entertainment and they're like, man, that I needed that, that uplift. You know, like whatever that is, we're serving an audience as musicians, as filmmakers, as storytellers. And then we also receive if they actually got something, right? Because... <laughs> Because then yeah. they're like, afterwards, they're like, that was the best show I've ever been to. That was when you did that leitmotif, you know, like when you did that, I was like hooked, you know. Um, I think yeah, absolutely. We, we put so much of ourselves out there on the line as musicians, whether it's writing a song, recording it, releasing it, or even playing a concert and playing your show. You really put your, your heart and soul and your vulnerability out on the line every time. Mm -hmm. And you hope to get something back. And when you do, it's the nicest feeling ever. 
you know, when you when the stuff you create, the stuff that you're doing is resonating with people and I don't know, you can tell that they're having a good time or that they're feeling something, right? Maybe the point is to make them reflect on, uh, for example, the loss of a loved one or something in, in the music. Maybe mm-hmm. it's something sad, but you want them to, you know, feel whatever you were going through at the time of creation. And I don't know, it's, it's nice when, when it goes two ways, mm-hmm. you know, all give and take, right? You put it out there, you want them to feel something. And on the, on the topic of it, I do think it really is important to train yourself to be able to see inspiration in, in many things. Because as a, as a creator, we all have those days where we're feeling super inspired and, it, you know, you're just dying to put pen on paper, mm-hmm. make something beautiful. But by the same token, maybe you have days, and I'm sure we all do, where you're just not feeling for some reason, but you still you know, you treat it like a job. So you're still going to do something that day. And, you know, if you're not having one of those super inspiring days, you still want to be able to at least put something out there. So it's like, oh, you know what? Um, I just bought some flowers for my wife yesterday. Those look beautiful up on the counter there. Maybe I'll use that as inspiration. (laughs) Sounds kind of silly, but I don't know. That's kind of the approach I take in those times when I'm not, you know, mega feeling the inspiration that day and this this is a this is a secret nugget for everyone that's tuning in because it's (laughs) like you also for your own well-being and mental health it's like to grab hold of something that gives you joy or like brings that inspiration back on a daily basis is a really good practice for your life is like like i like what you said even just about like the flowers or is there one thing that you're thankful for today like to pull off of something because the the other side of the coin is like there are and maybe des and i we've talked about this on a previous podcast one day is like there's also like a path to light and a path to darkness and sometimes people are drawing only on the darkness and i mean it's interesting because there's still a certain inspiration on it there's still a there's a feeling right there's like a mood or an emotion that people can really grab hold of but I really believe that for for the well-being of your you know we're, we're a body but we're also a soul and so it's like the well-being of your soul i think you have to also grab hold of the light and the joy and the, the gratitude and and i truly believe the greats that we look to even like you know obviously uh, jimmy hendrix is one we've referred to like they had a source of inspiration and maybe we can kind of shift and close on what is what is the source for you individually um, I could maybe start a little bit just from a bit of a faith lens. Like it's interesting because the Bible is called the inspired word of God. And it's a source reference material for actually possibly most of the creative arts that exist in the world. <laughs> like I think without even knowing it, because, you know, etymology and symbolism are so embedded in culture we are pulling off of that source material in so many different ways um, in so many different stories that are being told. I, I personally find it fascinating as someone that is a person of faith to see that even in films made by people that they wouldn't even necessarily know they're drawing from biblical reference material, but they're writing from a place of like the, the uh, climax of their story is like biblical symbolism, you know, <laughs> like... I, I found it intriguing when Gandalf falls into the pit chasing the Balrog, you know, in episode one there, Fellowship of the Ring. It's like you think he's going to his his death, which he is, but he resurrects later. And he goes down and Peter... Spoiler alert. 
Spoiler alert. <laughs> Has anybody on here not seen The Lord of the Rings yet? <laughs> and if you haven't seen it at this point, it's on you. <laughs> yeah, it's on you, yeah. exactly. It's been years. Um, I think it's been 20 years. But he goes down into that chasm and he goes into, I better solo myself for this. He goes into this position with his arms stretched out. <laughs> and he, he falls into the abyss in the, the position that Jesus hung on the cross. <clears throat> and it, it, I was so intrigued by that that I actually had to listen to the commentary and Peter Jackson even says in the commentary, he's like, you know, we really wanted to honor the source material, the inspiration. We wanted to honor J.R.R. Tolkien, who was a strong, you know, person of faith. He was like a Christian, right? And so he's like, we actually did that to honor his legacy. But it was so fitting that Gandalf in his sacrificial moment for the fellowship would go down in that position, you know, and these kind of things are embedded in all of creative arts. Like they're embedded in the lyrics of songs. Like if anyone has been a super fan of these bands like U2 and Collective Soul and all these different bands that they reference biblical symbolism all throughout their lyrics. Um, so for me, and I want to ask each of you what your inspiration is, but one of my inspirations is that source material the the bible is such a place of inspiration because um i heard one um inspiring musician named jason upton describe it this way he said and and this i think alludes to what you said lonnie is he said um i'm glad that the bible writes every day down and for those that are you know thinking about how do i get inspiration to write write every day down like his point was if it was just trying to be like this uplifting book that was like telling just the good part of the story, it wouldn't tell you about like the rapes and the adulteries and the murders and all of the fallouts of all of these characters that we can see so much of ourselves in, you know? It's like we can see all of these human flaws in these characters and it's because they wrote down every story. And from that place, we can gain inspiration because then a guy like David, who like literally was like a murderer, becomes like, the guy that you know Jesus says I sit on the throne of David because he humbled himself and came back in a place of humility and inspiration came back to God and was like I can't do it without you you know and so to me like that is so inspiring and it also is so human it's like recognizing as David who is one of the most could could we be as bold as to say the psalmist David is the most famous writer who ever lived he wrote so much of the Bible and so much of so much of even modern day stuff is pulled from what David wrote as a writer from that source of inspiration where he was leaning on a source deeper than himself. He was going to, you know, he calls it the place of salvation or the place of God. And and I think that to me is inspiring in itself. It's like because he went to that source, we're still reading his lyrics today. We're still singing oh. his lyrics today. Can I chime in here, Daniel? Yeah. Bob Dylan and the All Along the Watchtower. Lonnie, this is mind blowing. When I was researching Jimi Hendrix through this project, I came across that Bob Dylan, then later Jimi Hendrix does a, a version of All, All Along the Watchtower. Bob Dylan, coming from Hebrew roots, is pulling inspiration from Isaiah in the Bible. The watchtower, the joker, the thief, the riders on the storm. All these motifs come from this story of hope for the future. It's a city that's under, under siege. And they're, um, they're anticipating the arrival of a king that will come rescue them. 
like come on like <laughs> and then yeah. the guitar solo of Jimi Hendrix you know uh, it's just there's something to this source of inspiration that I've studied for a while and uh, I really hope to share this passion because through this passion of um, let's just say ancient inspiration source comes a new melody same source new melody mm-hmm. and that's what's been guiding me through this and I, I believe with Lonnie as well it's like we've been discovering these new melodies mm-hmm. you know Lonnie's guitar solos are doing it they're the light motifs you know I've given Lonnie all the light motifs <laughs> you'll have to hear it and uh, this is the this is the goal um, is to see the breath and the spirit in the music it's breathing it's alive mm-hmm. so right back to that image I shared at the beginning of the podcast room 507 purple door smoke and light mm-hmm. going out and you hear that little light motif that's singing to you about how the story doesn't end at the end <laughs> yeah. yeah the end is the beginning truly <laughs> um, oh <laughs> do you have a few closing thoughts Lonnie um yeah, you know, just to kind of recap what I've been saying, finding inspiration in any any little thing that you think is beautiful. And I think that can be applied both to music and just, you know, life in general to get a bit deeper with it. Um, celebrating the little things, the little victories, and just kind of finding joy in any way you can. Uh, it's, it's a good way to get through the day. Awesome. Oh, so uh, before we before I close, um, how do we find your guys' EP? Where where can people? We'll add it to the show notes, but where can they find your guys' work? Uh, it's it's the key to a new experience uh, on my website, uh, DesmondDay.com. Uh, you can also find these songs, Black Gold and Purple Sun, on anywhere you stream music. <clears throat> Lonnie, if you'd like to, add. yeah, just search Desmond Day, and you'll find it within that awesome so in closing for those watching listening find your light motif find your source material find the thing that you can actually write down every single day something to pull from to to give you inspiration keep in mind that even if the story you're writing today is just for yourself for your own like mental health for your own strengthening building yourself up that's worth telling that story it's worth doing it even if it serves you right now but keep in mind that if you're really getting a lot of life off of something and personally being inspired just i'm just going to put this out there but you will find that that will bleed into other people's lives other people will get life light inspiration from the thing that you are inspired by there's nothing more engaging to people than someone who's passionate and can share a story like people they they love stories people love passion people love inspiration if you're feeling something and you're you're truly engaging with it and then you tell that story i guarantee people will lean in to hear what what became of it and what they can actually take from that for themselves so get out there keep writing keep directing keep telling great stories whether those be physically as music you know lyrics movies that you're writing whatever it is you're writing and directing even if that's the story of your family or what you're doing today. Keep writing, keep being inspired. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Joy, peace and love. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks guys. Good to have you.